Hello, Agape Church and friends. Welcome into episode number 88 of the Building Up Podcast. I'm David. Thank you guys for being with us this week on this episode of the podcast and next week's episode. We're going to be talking about the subject of total forgiveness. Now, before we go any further, I want to give complete credit uh, to Dr. R.T. Kendall, who wrote a tremendous book called Total forgiveness. Dr. Kendall served as a minister of Westminster Chapel in London for over 25 years. And uh, that book that he wrote on forgiveness has been read by countless Christians. It is, it is very well done. And if you are uh, struggling with the idea of forgiveness or if you just want to learn perhaps how to better counsel someone through forgiveness, I definitely believe Dr. Kendall's book is a great resource. You can find it out on Amazon. Uh, I, I looked there earlier in the week. I think it was 14 or $15 for the paperback, so very reasonable. We did a study through that book here at Agape Church a few years ago. I think we went maybe four or five weeks walking through that book together. And so what we're going to talk about on today's podcast and next week's podcast is is from that study. So I want to give complete credit to Dr. Kendall and his book, Total Forgiveness, as we kind of talk through some of, of that book and some of the subject matter of that book on these two episodes. Now, foundationally, I believe that most of us who are believers, who are Christians, understand that God commands his people to forgive. He tells us that as Christians, we should be forgiving people. The motivation of our forgiveness is the fact that God has forgiven us, that when we believe in Jesus for the salvation of our souls and the forgiveness of our sins, God offers us total forgiveness. And so while he commands, calls us to forgive, he is calling us to do something that he has done for us, do for others what God has done for us. And so the nature of our forgiveness, even the very idea of what it looks like when we ask that question, what does it look like to forgive someone? We look at the forgiveness that we have received from God. And God understands, the Bible knows, this call to forgive is not something that's easy. And and if you've ever talked like it's easy to someone or you ever had someone talk to you like it is an easy thing, I I think they are misinformed. I think they are mishandling the subject. Forgiveness is often very hard. Many of us have faced very, very tough things in our life. And the idea of offering someone forgiveness who has deeply hurt us or someone that we love, it, it's very difficult. It's not appealing to our flesh, and it's very hard. But I do want to commend you that if you're a believer— and and you have faced very tough things, and you find it very difficult, the idea of forgiving, yet you see that it is God's call to you to forgive, and that it is his wisdom to forgive, and you desire to pursue that forgiveness, even though it's not appealing to you, and it's not something that is easy. I think that's a very good sign that you are in Christ, and Christ is in you. It's a very good sign that you are a child of God, when you want to follow him and do the things that he asks you to do, even when it's difficult. So I hope these two podcast episodes coming up are uh, informative and helpful for you in that journey 
of forgiveness. On today's episode, we're going to talk about five things that total forgiveness is not. And then on next week's episode, we will talk about five things that total forgiveness is. It's important for us to understand that. When we talk about what does it mean to forgive someone, we need to know what forgiveness is not as well as what forgiveness is. So let's get right into this. Five things total forgiveness is not in the life of a believer. Number one, total forgiveness is not the approval or the minimizing of what someone did to you. Think about this mandate that we have. I just talked about it. This call that we have to forgive. We are to forgive as God has forgiven us. When God forgives us, he is not saying he approves of what we did. The Bible is very clear. God hates sin. Yet he forgives the sin that he hates. When we choose to show forgiveness to someone and be merciful to them, we're not saying that what they did was okay. We're not minimizing what happened. When God chooses to forgive us, he is not saying what you did against me was not a big deal. As a matter of fact, the death of Jesus on the cross shows us how significant our sin really is. Forgiveness often comes at a really steep price. Forgiveness for our souls came at the price of the life of Jesus. And often when we forgive someone, it's going to take a great deal of sacrifice. But I think the sacrifice of forgiveness is what makes it even more valuable and more beautiful. So as as we forgive, we're not pretending that we're not hurt. We're not refusing to take what someone did seriously. As a matter of fact, if we were to minimize what they did, it might actually hurt us and hurt the forgiveness process. The greatest victory in forgiveness is when you and I are able to face up to the seriousness of what happened to us and yet still choose to forgive that person. That's when we're being most like our God. Number two, what total forgiveness is not. It is not excusing someone or justifying what they did. Okay, so this is similar to number one, but forgiving forgiving someone is not excusing their bad behavior or condoning it. When we forgive someone, we don't look at other people and or, or look at them and just say, "Well, I, I you know, I'm going to excuse you out of it. I know that uh, that actually what you did was 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 okay." This is extremely important for us if the person that we are forgiving is not yet repentant because they may still be making excuses for what they did. They may not actually see anything wrong with their behavior. Sometimes it's a little easier to forgive someone who's repentant, who comes to you and confesses that what they did was wrong and they ask for your forgiveness, sometimes harder when they refuse to do that. And it may feel like, well, if I forgive them, then I'm just excusing them. I'm letting them off the hook. When we forgive someone, we're not joining with them in saying they were justified in what they did. In Numbers 8.14, God was angry with the people of Israel because of their stubborn hearts. And Moses went to God and he interceded on behalf of the people. And as he prayed for God to forgive them, He didn't excuse their behavior. He didn't try to justify what they did. Moses prayed that God would forgive in accordance to his great love and mercy, not in accordance to the merit or the worthiness of the people that were being forgiven, but in accordance to God's great love and mercy. 
your willingness to forgive someone is primarily a reflection of your character, not a reflection of the character of the person that you're forgiving. So it, if you're worried about if I forgive them, somehow this is going to seem like I'm excusing what they did. I don't think that's the case. You're not saying it was okay. You're not justifying it. It's a reflection that you have received mercy and therefore you're giving mercy. That is what total forgiveness shows. Number three, total forgiveness is not denying what happened. It's not a blindness toward what happened. Forgiveness is not pretending that a hurt didn't take place. As a matter of fact, in a lot of instances where a really deep hurt exists, if you're really going to sincerely forgive someone, you're actually going to have to deal with that person and what they did. If you try to turn a blind eye and, and just deny it, you may actually never be able to truly forgive someone. Suppressing how we feel about a situation is almost always a recipe for bitterness or some other type of emotional issue. We are especially tempted toward this, I think, if the person who hurt us was an authority figure or someone that we really looked up to in our life. It, it's, it's sometimes in us that we, we want to just overlook the hurt that they did to us because we had so much respect for them. But it's really hard to forgive someone if we can't admit that what they did was wrong. Now, let me say this. Some offenses don't warrant you dealing with the issue, okay? Especially if someone hurt you unintentionally. I'm really thinking here of really deep hurts when I talk about the tendency we might have to overlook them. But it is a graceful thing to sometimes be able to just push past what someone does to you because you realize it's unintentional and it's a, it's an offense that is not a deep wound. And so it's gracious that sometimes maybe someone says the wrong thing. Uh, they act in such a way that is, that is offensive or rude. And you're able just to say, you know what? I'm just going to let that go. But what we're really talking about is when there's an offense that someone has done to you that is willful, it was persistent, it was harmful to you and to your conscience, then it isn't helpful for you to pretend it didn't happen. You must be willing to deal with the person and you must be willing to deal with that offense biblically. Denying it or being blind to it is not going to help you to forgive. Number four, total forgiveness is not forgetting. Right. That's one of the most common phrases that you hear that you hear. Uh, forgive and forget. And I'm here to tell you that forgiving does not mean forgetting, at least not in the sense that we think. Literally forgetting something that happened that was a deep hurt is not realistic in most cases. Meaningful events, positive and negative for us, are typically issues that are impossible for us to just push out of our mind. In Hebrews 8:12. God says, I will be merciful toward people's iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. I don't think that means that God is incapable of recalling what they did. That would mean God is, is no longer all knowing. I think what it, when God says, I will remember their sins no more, he's not talking about amnesia. He's saying, I am choosing to no longer hold what they did against them. I can recall what they did, but I'm not going to remember it 
when it comes to how I treat them or how I act toward them. And I actually think it is a greater act of grace for you to be able to recall what happened to you and still choose to forgive still choose to overlook the sin. It'd be a whole lot easier to forgive if you could just have amnesia and not remember it at all. So I don't believe total forgiveness is forgetting what happened. I think it is choosing to not hold it against someone. And I think that's a very important distinction for us when it comes to forgiveness. And then finally, number five, total forgiveness is not always reconciliation. Reconciliation is sometimes scarier than the idea of forgiveness. Now, there's a lot of factors at play that we need to think through uh, when it comes to being reconciled to someone. First of all, reconciliation implies that there was some kind of a relationship there before the offense that needs to be restored. Uh, it, sometimes that's not the case. The person that hurt you might not have been someone that you ever had a relationship with. They were never in your life uh, before the offense took place, and therefore reconciliation is really not in the picture, and, and you're able to forgive them without that. Sometimes the person you need to forgive may be gone. Perhaps physically uh, they're in a place where it's just not possible for you to have a relationship with them or even that they have passed away. Again, forgiveness is still possible in those situations. Uh, it also may be that you had a really good relationship with this person before. Maybe there was a lot of trust that you had with them. Maybe they were a person who was an authority figure in your life, someone really close to you. And what they did took that trust and it trampled it. Forgiving someone doesn't mean that you're going to put yourself back under their authority doesn't mean that you're going to put yourself back into a situation where they can hurt you again, at least not right away. It could be over time that God does something where the relationship is restored to a place where you can trust them again. Um, and maybe that's what God is going to call you to work toward. But just because you forgive them doesn't mean that you're going to put yourself back into their life the way you were before the offense. Here's what I think we need to stress when it comes to the issue of reconciliation. We do need to recognize that we would probably excuse ourselves out of reconciliation if we could. We have to, we have to know that we really don't want to be reconciled even if we forgive. So it may be that that's something God has to work out of us. We want to stay in step with His Spirit, not our own. But at the same time, telling ourselves forgiveness doesn't equal reconciliation means you don't immediately have to figure out what it would look like to be reconciled to this person if it's even possible. Start with the acts of forgiveness that is releasing the bitter feelings and beginning to work through your inward disposition toward that person and, and the things maybe we'll talk about next week on the podcast, which is what it actually looks like to forgive them. And then just work through that process of forgiveness with that person until God says stop. God will let you know what reconciliation should look like, if anything. He will show you that. He will tell you when it's time to stop. And don't stop until he does. But also don't be afraid to forgive someone because you're concerned about how far God will tell you to take it. He will be there with you every step of the way. I hope this has been helpful today. Next week, again, we're going to talk about five things that forgiveness is. I hope you will join us for that podcast episode. Until then, church, thank you for being with us today. Grace and peace to your family. 
Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app.